Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, August 19th. S&P futures are trading up about five points. That is about 15 basis points. The major European indices are trading up about 15 to 20 basis points. Asia was mixed, mainland China and Hong Kong saw weakness. The other indices traded higher. So another very quiet morning. There's really kind of no major news to go through. Um, Just a few topics. Uh, No big monetary headlines, but we are coming up on you know these this sequence of major Fed events. So we get the minutes this afternoon from the last meeting at two o'clock. Jackson Hole is next week, the twenty seventh to twenty eighth. That's going to be held virtually, and then obviously the big meeting, the September meeting for the Fed, is coming up on the sixteenth. I have um, an update on just where things stand with the Fed. You know, this is really the single most important topic um, that's kind of looming out there in the market. It doesn't get as much attention as COVID or fiscal stimulus, et cetera. But I think that is driving the market more than anything else. Just this ex- expectation that you're going to have this radical shift in policy, this average inflation target, um, and introducing a, a formal QE program at the September meeting. Um, you know, no one is doubting that the Fed is extraordinarily dovish. Um, the Fed is not going to be hiking rates for years to come. The question is how much of this is already embedded in the market. Um, there just seems to be a lot in this tape that's on autopilot right now, where there's this repeated. Um, increase in tech stocks every day. You have a dollar that continues to decline every day. Gold continues to rally every day. A lot of this is being driven by the Fed and a lot of it just seems to be kind of um, you know, complacent price action right now where you wonder if as we get to these catalysts and they actually hit, if the reaction is going to be kind of uh, to reverse a lot of what's already been baked into the market. So that to me is the biggest kind of events, catalyst, macro um, trend that's looming out there on the horizon. Um, and like I said, we get the first kind of catalyst today with these minutes that come out at two o'clock. So that uh, is the other than other than just the Fed discussion, there's really nothing else that occurred on monetary policy. No major economic data today other than the CPI in the UK came in firmer than expected. Not a huge data point, but it kind of echoes what we've been seeing in the US where this the inflation data has been creeping up um, and exceeding expectations. I don't think the world has an inflation problem. Um, you know, I think a lot of the data globally is being skewed just by how violent the economy has shifted, both on the downside and then on the upside as a result of the pandemic. Um, but obviously, this is something certainly to watch, as it would, um, you know, that would be the thread to the extent it gets pulled further. That would unwind a lot of what's occurring in the market right now. If you really did see a sustained inflation spike um, in Congress, there are. A- million headlines talking about the state of the fiscal talks. A lot of them are contradictory. Um, A lot of them don't make a ton of sense. So obviously you had the outcry over the U.S. Postal Service has brought the House back into session. They'll be voting on a bill this coming Saturday. Um, There'll be a Senate hearing on Friday. So this is kind of reviving or sparking speculation of a possible revival in the fiscal negotiations. Um, Pelosi made a comment yesterday that she's willing to, quote unquote, cut in half the Democrats' $3 trillion bill. So that would suggest a trillion and a half dollars. Her office walked that comment back later in the afternoon yesterday. There are reports overnight that there could be a $500 billion mini deal. Um, That bill would not include another round of stimulus checks. That bill would set the federal unemployment benefit at $300 a week. It seems very hard to envision Democrats going from $3.2 trillion all the way down to $500 billion. unless they're going to be doing this in pieces. So unless this $500 billion is just supposed to last for a couple of weeks, and then they'll revisit it um, later in September as they deal with the broader budget negotiations. 
it's unclear how all this is really going to play out. Like I said, I, I don't think you're really going to see movement on this. I think that you're going to see it kind of extend further into September. It's going to get wrapped up in the broader budget negotiations. The big problem is there's just, again, there's no pressure being applied to Congress from economic data or the markets. Um, and I think if one of those two were to occur, if you were to see a really dramatic decline in economic momentum and or um, you know a sharp sustained sell-off in the market, I think that would help to focus Congress on um, addressing stimulus. But the fact that you're not seeing that pressure applied, the fact that you have a major election coming up, and I think you know one issue also is with Republicans as Trump's political prospects look. Um, you know, shaky into November, I think you're seeing Republicans revert back to their normal stance as fiscal hawks. And that's also a complication. So for a variety of reasons, I'm kind of, I think a lot of what you're hearing on the fiscal front is noise. Um, you know, I don't envision a breakthrough occurring. Um, and I think, again, this is kind of going to be more a September event than an August event. And so that is everything on the fiscal front. On the US-China front, so Trump made remarks after the close yesterday. He said that he, quote unquote, canceled Remember, there was supposed to be this phase one status update conference call last Saturday morning on the 15th. Trump said he canceled that. He says he doesn't want to talk to China right now. And then he was asked if he was going to, if the U.S. would stay in the phase one deal. He said, we'll see. You know, I think this is all just noise, but I do think it points to what would occur in a second Trump term. And I think this is kind of the big issue with the upcoming election. It's would the market prefer the risk of Biden tax hikes or would the market prefer a second Trump term that would likely be dominated by trade, escalating trade tensions? Um, you know, I think you can definitely make the case that Trump's trade instincts have been tempered by, um, you know, the, this, this election coming up. And with that, with that out of the way, I feel that he would revisit a lot of the trade issues that really have not been addressed in the first term. Um, specifically China, but then also Europe too. Really, nothing has happened on the European front um, with regards to trade, and I think that would be, um, you know, something that he would very much revisit. So, um, you know, given those two risks, I think the Senate would obviously play a huge role. If you have a Biden presidency and a GOP Senate, that would temper the risks of sharp tax hikes um, while reducing uh, the trade risks. So. I think that's kind of um, how the you know how the market is thinking about the election. You're definitely seeing an evolution as to far as what it would prefer in terms of the outcome. Um, but obviously, that you know we still have a few more weeks to go before um, before we hear more on that. The uh, the Democratic National Convention. You had a bunch more speakers last night. Biden formally received the nomination. You know, very uneventful for markets. Um, Biden's acceptance speech is tomorrow after the close. That could be impactful just because. Um, you know, Biden has not been as visible in the media as Trump has been. And so this would be one of his biggest stages so far in the election to speak to the electorate to kind of make his case. Um, so I think that could be important just as far as, um, you know, his poll figures are concerned. But otherwise, the DNC is largely non event for markets. Um, COVID continues to fade from the uh, center of the market's narrative. Um, you know, you had a bunch of ostensibly negative headlines overnight. You have a lot of colleges that had planned to hold in-person classes. They had students come back to campus. Um, and now they're reversing themselves pretty quickly because they've seen a spike in cases. So Notre Dame, UNC, Michigan State are the three big ones in the last two days that have all um, shifted to all virtual classes, um, at least for the next couple of weeks to see how the virus uh, unfolds on, on campus. Um, you know, I don't, markets aren't really paying a whole lot of attention. Again, I think this is partly an issue of there is evidence that the broader economy is learning to cope and manage with the pandemic. 
Um, and then obviously there's still a lot of anticipation for um, a vaccine to work. And you are, you know, we are a few weeks away from when we should start to see some of the phase three data um, or at least get hints of the phase three data. You know, you're probably going to see headlines um, in early September, at least preliminary ones from some of those trials. So that is certainly going to be a major event. And I, the market assumes that at least one of the candidates will be safely effective um, and secure approval before the end of this year. Uh, for the session today, you're going to have a no, another round of retail earnings. So Lowe's, Target, TJX are before the open. Limited brands is after the close. You had retail, obviously, that was hit very hard yesterday, especially the non-essential retailers, largely because you had all the all the companies that reported yesterday, Home Depot, Kohl's, Walmart, talked about negative linearity in the quarter, whereby comps weakened month to month, and they ended um, in the month of July on a softer tone. And you had a few companies talk about how part that has to do with stimulus funds being exhausted, a softer back to school, and then some of uh, the increase in COVID cases that weighed on consumer spending also. Um, you know, if you look at the absolute numbers for the essential retailers, Home Depot and, and Walmart, they ended the quarter on, on still a very healthy note as far as comps are concerned. Um, it's really the non-essential retailers that I think people are most concerned about. And that's where you saw the real weakness yesterday. The non-essential retailers were hit very hard yesterday. So there'll be people will be focusing more today, just on kind of more commentary around linearity. Obviously, the fate of fiscal stimulus will play a huge role. Um, you know, if the, if the federal unemployment benefits aren't going to be sustained and if you are not going to get another round of one-time checks, um, you know, consumer spending certainly is going to weaken further over the coming months. Uh, and then semiconductors also being focused today with analog devices before the open and NVIDIA after the close. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.